the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. Baal is not the God of rain, but the Lord Yahweh is the God of rain. And quite often what God will do when a nation or when an individual has some kind of idol in their life, something that they're trusting in instead of him, he will cause that idol to fail you. And he, he does it because he loves you, because he loves us, to show us that that idol is no God, that it's nothing to trust in. Walking by faith goes against your nature because you live in the physical, the here and now. That's why it's so easy to rely on what you can see to help you when you're struggling. This is exactly what Judah does when they're in need. They turn to other countries for an alliance. Pastor Dan wisely teaches today when you have an idol in your life, something you're trusting in other than God, he'll cause it to fail you. God loves you enough to point you back to Him. So don't believe the lie that anything or anyone apart from Him is more trustworthy than He is. And now open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 19 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Just like he does later on with Elijah the prophet when he sends a drought upon the land of Israel for three years. The people at that point were worshiping Baal, and they believed that Baal caused the rain to fall upon their crops to make their crops productive. And so what does the Lord do? He sends a drought for three years to show them that Baal is not the God of rain, that the Lord Yahweh is the God of rain. And quite often what God will do when a nation or when an individual has some kind of idol in their life, something that they're trusting in instead of him, he will cause that idol to fail you. And he, he does it because he loves you, because he loves us, to show us that that idol is no God, that it's nothing to trust in. And so the gods of Egypt were judged by the Lord Yahweh in the Exodus and here in chapter 19, we see that when the Lord judges Egypt at this time in the days of Isaiah, their idols, it says, will, will totter at his presence. They're going to tremble and their gods will fail them once again, just like in the Exodus. And the heart of Egypt will melt with fear because their gods have failed. Now look at verse 2. This is the Lord speaking. I will set... Egyptians against Egyptians. Everyone will fight against his brother and everyone against his neighbor. 
city against city, kingdom against kingdom. Here in verse 2, we, we see that when the Lord sends judgment upon this nation, He's going to send it by uh, causing division within the nation. That's going to be His judgment against this nation. He's going to send division among them. He's going to cause them to fight against each other. And that's a sign of God's judgment upon a nation. There's a lot of division in our nation right now. Now, I don't know if it's, if it's the hand of God. I don't know if it's the judgment of God causing the division in our nation. But seeing this in chapter 19, it makes me want to pray for our nation. You know, this may be the judgment of God. Just to pray for unity and pray for peace in our nation. Pray for uh, people to be of one accord and one mind and one heart. Because we see here that when God judges a nation, one way He does it is He brings division in that nation. Look at verse 3. The spirit of Egypt will fail in its midst. I will destroy their counsel, and they will consult the idols and the charmers, the mediums, and the sorcerers. And as part of His judgment against the nation of Egypt... God removed sound counsel and wisdom from the leaders of the nation. He says, I will destroy. And it's God speaking. I will destroy their counsel so that their plans are not successful as a nation. You know, at at one time in history, Egypt was renowned for their wise men. Uh, In Acts chapter 7, when Stephen is giving his sermon and he's going through the whole history of Israel, he says of Moses, Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. There was a time when the Egyptians were known for their great wisdom. But here what we see that a part of God's judgment is that he removes the wise men from Egypt. And so the leaders of Egypt, they turn to idols and charmers and mediums and sorcerers for counsel. Listen to what it says in the Psalms about idols. Psalm 115, verse 5, it says of idols, They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk. Nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. So is everyone who trusts in them. And the Egyptians were at a point because their wise men are gone. As God's judgment upon the land, the wise men have been removed. And the Egyptians are now at a point where they're trusting in counselors who can give them no counsel. They're trusting in idols who can't talk and looking to these idols to to guide the nation. Counselors who can give no counsel. Look at verse 4. And the Egyptians I will give into the hand of a cruel master and a fierce king will rule over them, says the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. He's got an army too. And so we see here God also judges Egypt through their leaders. 
by giving them a cruel leader to rule over their nation. You know, God may judge a nation through their leadership in one of two ways. First of all, he he may remove competent leaders from the nation. And that's a form of God's judgment upon a nation. That's how God judged Judah and Jerusalem. If you turn back to chapter 3, when he judged Jerusalem and the kingdom of Judah, he judged them by removing their competent leaders. Chapter 3, verse 1, For behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, takes away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stock and the store, the whole supply of bread and the whole supply of water. He also takes away the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the honorable men, the counselor and the skillful artisan and the expert enchanter. Verse 4, I will give children to be their princes, their leaders. And babes, meaning babies, shall rule over them. God removed the competent leaders that were ruling over Judah, and he replaced them with children or people that are unqualified to lead the nation, people who don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to lead. And that that was part of God's judgment against the nation of Judah. So that's one way that God may judge a nation through their leadership. A second way that God may judge a nation through their leadership is found here in chapter 19 and verse 4. He may judge that nation by giving them cruel and oppressive leaders, cruel and oppressive rulers to rule over them, it says in verse 4. Now, the word cruel here, it can also mean difficult, fierce, severe, stubborn, or stiff-necked. That's what God did in Egypt. He gave them cruel masters that ruled over them. Uh, In 671 B.C., the Assyrians came in and conquered the land. And the Assyrians were cruel. And they became cruel masters over the Egyptians. But it was the Lord. It was really the Lord doing it. It was the Lord's judgment. God just used the Assyrians to judge Egypt. Verse 5 says, The waters will fail from the sea, and the river will be wasted and dried up. Speaking of the Nile River, the rivers will turn foul, the brooks of defense will be emptied and dried up, the reeds and rushes will wither, the papyrus reeds by the river, by the mouth of the river, and everything sown by the river will wither and be driven away and be no more. The fishermen also will mourn. All those will lament who cast hooks into the river, and they will languish who spread nets on the waters. Moreover, those who work in fine flax and those who weave fine fabric will be ashamed, and its foundations will be broken. All who make their wages will be troubled of soul. The entire economy of Egypt was dependent upon the Nile River from fishing to farming to trade, all of it depended upon the Nile River. In verse 5, God says as a judgment against Egypt that he he will cause the Nile River to fail, the river will dry up. 
And the, the Nile River drying up will devastate the economy of Egypt. And so another way that God judges Egypt is economically. He sends an economic judgment upon that nation. He collapsed the economy by sending a drought and drying up the Nile. Look at verse 6 and 7 again. The rivers will turn foul. The brooks of defense will be emptied and dried up. The reeds and the rushes will wither. The papyrus reeds in particular are mentioned by the river, by the mouth of the river. And everything sown by the river will wither and be driven away and be no more. You know, you guys are familiar probably with the Nile River and the Nile River Delta. The Nile River would flood and it would cause all of this rich, fertile uh, sediment to, to settle in the Delta. And so it was very, very rich agricultural farmland in the Delta area. And the Egyptians, they had farms there. They even harvested the reeds that grew along the Nile River. The papyrus reeds are mentioned. They used the papyrus reeds to make paper that they exported all over the world. For hundreds of years, they were the paper supplier of the ancient world. Egypt was the world supplier of paper that they made out of these papyrus plants, these reeds that grew along the shores of the Nile uh, River. But when the Nile River dried up, those reeds along that Nile River were destroyed, along with all of the crops that were sown by the river in that delta region, that rich, fertile, agricultural land, destroyed once the Nile River dried up. They created this canal system to irrigate their fields. It all dried up. It all failed once the Nile River dried up. The farmlands were devastated by this drought. Everything was destroyed. The economy was destroyed. Uh, Verse 8 tells us that the fishermen were mourning because the fishing died off as well. There's no more fishing industry. There's no more fish in the river. Uh, Verse 9, moreover, those who work in fine flax and those who weave fine fabric will be ashamed. Uh, The Egyptians used the stalks of the flax plant to weave linen fabric, uh, and they were exporters of linen. But all of that was wiped out. You know, their whole economy just collapsed because the Nile River dried up and its foundations will be broken. All who make wages, all who make their living from the Nile River, either directly or indirectly, will be troubled of soul. Everyone who depends on the Nile River for their living, they're all going to be troubled of soul. You know, in the, uh, in the 1960s uh, into 1970, Egypt, with the help of the Soviet Union, built uh, the Aswan Dam on the Nile River. They did it so they could create hydroelectricity for the nation of Egypt and to try to control the flooding of the Nile River and the flooding of the the Nile River Delta. But they didn't accurately predict the impact that dam would have on uh, the ecosystem and on the agriculture in the Nile River Basin. Uh, And so after they built that dam... Uh, the, the Nile River level went down. It, the river didn't flood as much as it had once did. It no longer brought the rich nutrients down the Nile River to the delta. Uh, in fact, the river level became so low that the salt water of the Mediterranean Sea started to backflow up the Nile River. Uh, and that salt water destroyed all of the reeds, 
all of the crops. It got into their canals and their irrigation system. And it, it destroyed over a million acres of farmland in the Nile River Delta. It did exactly what Isaiah chapter 19 describes here would happen as a form of judgment against the nation of Egypt. All of the vegetation along the mouth of the Nile River withered from the salt water, just as it says what happened here, the crops withering, the reeds withering. There's a lot of Bible teachers who believe that the Aswan Dam is the the far fulfillment of Isaiah 19. Remember, we've talked about how there's a near fulfillment with prophecy, and quite often there's a far fulfillment. It was fulfilled in Isaiah's day by the Assyrians and this drought that came upon the land. But the far fulfillment, many Bible teachers say, was the Aswan Dam that was built in the 1960s and opened in 1970 because it just devastated uh, the, the ecosystem of the Nile River. One good thing that came out of the Aswan Dam, good to us as Bible students, you know, the, the Nile River, when it would, when it, before it was dammed, it would flood and it would push all of the sand and sediment and silt out into the Mediterranean Sea. And a lot of that sand would end up over on the coast of Israel, along the Mediterranean coast of Israel. And so along the Mediterranean coast of Israel, they have these beautiful sandy beaches there. But once they built that dam, then there wasn't all of that sand sediment that was built up on the beaches of Israel. And then over time, uh, some of the sand that was there started to erode away, and it exposed the city of Caesarea by the sea that was buried under the sand on the beach uh, there in Israel. So when you go to Israel today, one of the places you go is Caesarea by the sea, amazing Roman city that was buried under the sand dunes of the beach. And that sand all came from the Nile River before, uh, but now it's not coming anymore. So it's all been exposed with the wind and weather over time. So that's one cool thing that came out of the Aswan Dam. Verse 11, Surely the princes of Zoan, which was a city in Egypt down in the delta, are fools, Pharaoh's wise counselors give foolish counsel. How do you say to Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, the son of ancient kings? Where are they? Where are your wise men? Let them tell you now and let them know what the Lord of hosts has purposed against Egypt. God gave, gave Egypt foolish counselors to advise the king, to advise the Pharaoh. And these counselors... What he's saying in verse 11 and 12 is these counselors, they claim to be wise, but they don't really know what's going on. They don't know that this is the hand of the Lord against the nation. And here they are, they're they're giving counsel to Pharaoh, and these counselors, they don't know the Lord. They don't know that this is the hand of God. They don't know what the Lord is doing, what his purpose is for the nation of Egypt. They have no idea. What good is a counselor if that counselor doesn't know God, doesn't know His Word, and doesn't know God's plans or God's purposes, he doesn't know what God is doing in the nation of Egypt. You know, the Bible tells us that uh, the things of God are spiritually discerned, that they're revealed to us by the Holy Spirit that dwells in us, and that the carnal man or the non-believer who doesn't have the Holy Spirit can't know the things of God. And so when you have a, when you have a counselor 
who doesn't know the Lord, they can't tell you the things of the Lord. They can't tell you what the Lord's doing. They, they don't have that Holy Spirit discernment. And, and here the nation of Egypt, they have all these wise counselors who are trying to counsel the Pharaoh to explain what is happening in the nation with the, with the river drying up and what this possibly could be. And maybe they're given all these you know, scientific explanations or whatever they, they could come up with. But none of them know the Lord. And none of them can say, well, this, this is the hand of Yahweh against our nation. Look at verse 14. Look what it says. The Lord has mingled a perverse spirit in her midst, and they have caused Egypt to err in all her work as a drunken man staggers in his own vomit. I want you to see what it says here. Don't miss it. As a judgment against Egypt, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord mingled a perverse spirit in her midst, or a spirit of confusion, or a spirit of distortion. If you have an NIV, it says a spirit of dizziness. Uh, the Latin Vulgate says vertigo is the word that's used there. The Lord did this. Yahweh. He mingled a perverse spirit or a, a confusion among the counselors to the king so that their counsel caused Egypt to err and all her works. The Lord did that. The Lord caused the counselors and advisors to the king to lead the nation astray because they were just confused by what was going on. They had a distorted view of what was happening and they gave bad counsel to the king and it led the nation astray. Isn't that amazing? You know, you know what struck me is how, uh, how concerned we are in our nation about Russia meddling in our political system. We need to be concerned about the Lord meddling in our political system. He's involved in nations. He raises up a leader. He puts down a leader. He can confuse matters as a form of judgment, or he can give clarity to a nation. That's what we should pray for. Pray for our leaders, that God would uh, put Christian leaders who have the Holy Spirit as counselors to our, our president and vice president and our leaders who are making decisions, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, whatever. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the we're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. 
We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.